Hello gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, the number one free-to-play gaming podcast in the world. I'm Scott. My name is Jeff. And I'm Elliot. And welcome Lord, to... help us. You're right. You just roll <laughs> right by like Elliot being here is just normal. You're just, eh, what was this week's game? I mean, Elliot's back. Kind of normal. Yeah. I, mean, I thought we had a nice like time last normal. time, Jeff. Are you, are you trying to ruin it already? What? Yeah, That's last what time I... we were so like copacetic and were we i thought well we weren't maybe well, it was because i was drinking but well there might have been that but we also had played uh, a game that i've got n- nearly a hundred hours in in storybook uh, brawl uh, now yeah. which is i was in a great mood that day now it remains to be seen if i'll be in a r- great mood this week and welcome to episode number 96 just to recap we play a free-to-play game every other week and then we rate and review it elliot what was this week's game we played Creatures of Aether. Uh, the descriptions for the game is, a, is collect elemental creatures from around the world of Aether as you build and perfect your deck to take on your opponents. Use the legendary rival cards that feature characters from the popular fighting, fighting game Rivals of Aether. Wield a wide variety of powerful abilities as you battle to become the Creatures of Aether champion with competitive online matchmaking. Uh, the game originally came out in September 28th of 2020 for iOS and Android but just came to Steam, I think, on the 2nd of August, uh, 2021. So, new to Steam, but it's kind of been around for about a year or so. Gameplay. Let me ask you both. Have either one of you played Final Fantasy VIII? No. Yes. I mean, I turned it on, and then I was like, hey, uh, oh, it's Final Fantasy, and then I turned it off. Okay, how about uh, Skylanders? No. No. Not even for a second. Both yeah. of those games have a mini game or like a like its own little card game within the game. Um, and this game is basically those. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII is called Triple Triad and the uh, Skylanders is called Skystones. But it has the basic same like um, layout of what you mm-hmm. do. Um, Jeff, do you want to take away the gameplay on this part of it? I suppose. Now, it also... Kind of reminds me of a card game that I've played before, and I want to say it was in King of Cards, the Shovel Knight spinoff. Um, oh, yeah. But it's it, not exactly the same. It is um, kind of like that. So it is a collectible card game. Uh, it isn't uh, like an auto-battler style like you would see uh, the pre- aforementioned stu- uh, storybook Brawl. It's closer to, boy, I don't even know, because... It's not like a Hearthstone. It's not like a Runeterra. It's kind of its own weird beast, almost like a puzzle game elements of it. So you get your characters and they have elements, uh, much like you would see in Pokemon, wind, fire, water, heart, uh, you know. grass. Yeah, and but there's no like elemental like um, advantages. Use? Advantages, yes. Yeah. But where the elements come into play is on the board. So you get a grid. That is, for most four, part, 16 is, tiles. Okay, I guess you're taking gameplay. Yeah, how about it? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so each player gets eight cards that they can play with. Um, your deck consists of, so you've got, each card has a number value, one through five, except for the, uh, what are they called, legendaries or champions or whatever they're called. Yeah, and that value, because there's more numbers, but that value is more of a level, like the caliber of the card. Well, sort of. So, like, the legendary cards don't have a numerical value on them. 
So you get one per deck, but they don't count towards your card value. So you have up to 20 points that you can use, and that varies with the rest of your uh, seven cards where you can only get a maximum of value of 20. So you've got your one level one characters, your level two, level three, level four, level five, and you have to pick character, your cards, based on it fitting into that value of 20. Um, if you go over 20, your deck is not valid. You have to reconfigure your deck so that it falls under that 20 value. Yes. Uh, so, if I may, Scott, if that's okay with you. How about it? Interject. It's not an interject. I waited for a pause. Oh, sorry. I hate when mom and dad fight. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we fight all the time. You should. <laughs> you know who likes it? Mark, because he's like, you always yell at me. You never yell at Scott. Uh, well, Scott doesn't say as much nonsense. Now, uh, I know Mark's <laughs> not here to defend himself, but uh, well, so each card uh, on top of having a level, so to speak, a value with which you add to the total count of value of your deck. Uh, they also has four numbers on it, a top, a bottom, a left, and a right. And this corresponds to how you capture cards. So essentially, if you've ever played the game Othello, uh, there might be another name for it, but that's how I always known it is, where you have your pieces that are white and black, and you try to capture them by in other means. And you just try to have the most of your color on the board. And so that's the case here. You're just trying to capture as many spots on the board as possible. And you do that by these numbers. So you, w one person goes first, and then the second person will place a piece. Now, they have a top, bottom, left, and right. And so if I have a two as my left number, and someone places a character with a three as their right number or higher, they will convert that other piece to their side. And this process continues until everyone's out of cards. And then whoever has the most uh, spaces on the board capture wins now there's also uh like little buffs almost like in scrabble where you get double word scores but if you place there they correspond with a different uh attribute like fire ice water they don't heart. have ice but yes fire, thank you water, heart wind you know, captain yes, america and... we caught it elliot um <laughs> they, captain planet but that's okay captain america who <laughs> who's definitely fighting pollution Captain it's very Jupiter. American. Cap no. Um, who am I talking about? You're talking about the elemental tiles. Yeah. That are on the field. So they give you a bonus, either plus one or plus three to all four. Or plus two, of right? There's one through. It's one two. Is there three, a two? Right? I don't yeah. remember so, seeing a two. Well, what happens is some of your cards have an ability to place one of those tiles down when you play it, and mm. if you play it next to a tile that already exists of that same. Like, so if you place down a fire card that has that fire tile ability, it'll add a plus one to any fire tiles that are next to it. I've actually had up to a plus four on a tile before. Oh. Okay. Well, how about you, Elliot? What do you have to say? We got oh. him on here as a guest. He sits in the corner. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else we've missed on, on the gameplay. But we basically, well, the, the your main uh, legendary creature has a unique ability. Right, and they're all a little different from each other, right? Like the fire they're ability. A lot different, to be honest, I don't yeah. know if you guys went through the um, arcade challenges. Whenever I, you get to the, I uh, did a couple. Then I was like, you know what? 
this isn't a storybook brawl. <laughs> and then I- well, so the arcade challenges, you actually get to taste basically what each um, uh, legendary character's ability is. Like they explain it, and it's kind of it's more of the like an expanded tutorial of the game, to be honest. But after you you're explained how it works, then you have to battle against them, and if you defeat them, you actually gain that legendary character. Um, but yeah, as Elliot was saying, they each have a very unique uh, ability, to be honest. Now, you interjected, you see. Yes. Elliot was in the middle of explaining something, and you butted in, and then he's back to sitting quiet in the no, corner. It's, but, I mean, that's what it is, right? They they do something. They'll, they wipe off the elemental powers. They uh, burn cards next to them. They, all do, they do all kinds of different stuff. So I was playing as the Orca, if I may interject. And okay. Orca... Like the now, it didn't always fire, and I don't know why. But sometimes when I played my character, my legendary character, it had a special ability, and the orca specifically had one where uh, it would shoot out both uh, horizontally and vertically and capture those pieces, so it could capture more than one in a turn. Which, anyway, there's other rules that count as that. Yeah, I think what it was with the Orca is if your numbers were higher, let's say you've got a character on the left and right of the Orca when you place him down. If both of your left and right numbers are higher, you'll capture both of those. But then, like, say you capture the one to your left, and the one to your right has another character next to that. But the one on your left has a higher number on the left-hand side as the character that's on your right has on their right-hand side the extra... The, jet of water would actually shoot across the board and onto the other side and capture that other character that was behind the other the first character you captured we're making this sound really complicated when it, it's, it's not by the exactly. way too we're not doing no. a very good job of making it sound kind of straightforward because it is it's a very straightforward game right it, no, it was easy to understand hard to kind of master but that's not true because uh. it was really easy to master so that's not that's, i don't think that's fair because I felt like the AI in this game was like very basic. It was throwing is what the AI was doing. It would purposefully place. Now, there is a versus mode where you can play against human people, but the AI would purposefully place like so you have those spots of the board that have to do with your elemental power. And if you place something that doesn't match, it takes a hit in its statistics. And for no reason at all. The computer yeah. would just play them there, yeah, and just nerf themselves. And you're just like, oh, nice, thank you. Oh, okay. I was worried about winning this one. Uh, when I got to the higher levels, I didn't have that issue. They kind of beat me heavily. I oh, imagine really? that's the case. Early on, though, it's very much it's babying you along. Oh yeah, the the AI gets a lot more tough later on. Like the if you do those challenges I was talking about, they. It's unforgiving. If you don't have the right type of setup to beat that AI, it's going to take you down so hard. Now, I saw you very active on Twitter and in the the universe of the Internet. Uh, so I take it you were digging in deep on this one. I was. Yeah. But I, I, I love the Triple Triad game in Final Fantasy VIII and the Skystone games in Skylander. So this was right up my alley. 
I mean, we're also kind of forgetting the the dungeons, right? Because there's also yes. like PVE dungeons that you can essentially go through, kind of like the Hearthstone stuff, right? I like like those brawls, right? Yeah, yeah. they well, give you different currencies yeah. and keys to unlock things, and yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to touch on like the dungeons and like leveling the cards in the paywall. Just Why? because it yeah, like, it kind of matches that. You're right. Yeah, it definitely matches that, but it's like so. I want to say also a lot of you have your 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 cards that have like no ability, but then you've got multiple, which was like all of my cards. Well, at least early. Yeah, early on, yeah, your your cards don't have any abilities, and actually, as you do like the tutorials, you learn how a lot of the abilities work, and you unlock those cards. But there's a ton of abilities. There's like there's abilities where when you place your card, if there's other cards within that element around where you place that card, they'll get a boost on their stats when they're placed. Uh, let's see what else there was. There's a couple cards that have what's called swoop, and the card basically flies across the board, and any cards it passes that has lower numbers than it, it captures all those cards. Uh, let's see what else they had. Uh, it was called the Avatar, or Avatar. And if you have all four elements on the board, including the one you're about to place, it gets a plus four, plus four boost to all its sides. Uh, what else? There was there was just so many different abilities on a lot of these cards. So the style of gameplay that you could take with this game is like immense. Like you could do so many different styles. Well, when you were building decks, did you find that I found myself just uh, basing it mostly off of elements, right? I just tried to keep an equal balance because you never really knew what the board was going to give you. And I found myself trying to place my pieces on like the plus threes to get the biggest boost. Yeah. I, I had the best results, honestly. It was an all fire deck with the um, uh, hero champion being Maypaw or Maypaw or something like that. But, anyways, so. The, the cards that I had, like if I I would place it down, it would drop the fire tiles down. So that would actually put the board at an advantage for me if I place the characters right. It would take away elemental tiles from other ones and place down fire tiles for me. And if I had enough of those, I could pretty much run the board after that. Yeah, I just base it on the numbers and having an even yeah, element. I, I don't... I don't think I got enough cards to really try to build some sort of synergized deck. Um, I didn't have the interest. That's a peak. And I, I should have saved that for game for uh, the, what do we call it? Save Good it judgment. for the seal. Replayability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seal. <laughs> paywall. All right. So as far as the paywall is concerned, there's two currencies. We have the gold and the purple. Uh, Aether orbs, I think it was called. Yeah. I called it purple. Yeah, yes. that's purple. purple and gold. Yeah, abyss and, orbs. Sorry. Yeah, what, I. What I uh, <laughs> what, uh, what what football team is that? Purple and gold. Purple and gold. That would be the Viking. Okay. If we're talking professional. Yes. Also, our high school alma mater. Um, no, that, that was white and purple. No, they had gold. Technically, it's officially gold. Look it up. Lock I hated up. that place. Um, what are we doing here? Uh, so yeah, I now I felt like I was getting both currencies 
by just playing the game. Which you were, yes. and you got a bunch. Yeah. You you get daily stuff for free as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and it I was changed cards and uh, different cards, like shard <laughs> cards. Like it's one of these things where if you get a card, you're not really getting a card. You're getting a piece of a card. No, and right. If, you're getting a card. So that's not how it felt to me. I, okay, so this is, and this is why I wanted to leave this for the paywall. So. Because it is, I really feel that this game is pay to win on a lot of aspects. It's definitely. And here's why, okay? So, as you're playing, you collect your cards, okay? Your first card that you get is your single copy that you can use for any deck, okay? Every card after that that you get of that same card is considered a copy. Um, Each card has four levels. So, you start at level one. Um, and actually I took notes on this. Um, I would join their discord too, which they were very helpful in there. Um, so your common cards, your level ones or your not level ones, but your one cost cards to, to get to level two, it costs a thousand coins and you had to have 50 copies of that card. Level three was 4,000 coin coins with 250 copies of the card. And then level four was 20,000 coins with 1,250 uh, copies of the card and it kind of like scales up um, the number of cards that are needed for the higher tier cards aren't as bad so like your rares which is your two cost cards it was 10 50 and 250 for the amount of cards you needed but the price was 2000 8000 and 40000 your epic or your three cost cards were 4 20 and 100 but the gold cost was 4000 16000 and then 80000 And then your legendaries, which is your, your hero ability, hero cards, like the first level up is only two cards. The second was for four cards, and the third was for ten cards. And it was 8000 32000 and then 160000 So to level all of your cards, or even like, you know, a specific deck, like eight card deck is going to be a lot of gold, not just a little bit. Like the amount that you're getting just from daily playing will probably not even touch on how much gold that you're going to want to use to level all your cards. Complicated, right? That's the, here's an easy way of describing it. It's very complicated. It's very convoluted on purpose. It's designed yeah. that way, right? It's designed to be confusing. Well, it's designed to push you to want to level those cards and pay for you know the money to the currency to buy those cards up and like a lot of times like so you were talking about the um the dungeons that was probably the fastest way for me to collect duplicate copies of cards and some of the you can't some of those dungeons you can't even do until you reach like i think it was a level four i think yeah four or five something like that the first one, I think you had to be like level two, which didn't take long at all. And then I think the second one was four. Yeah. And then the other one you couldn't even do until you bought the battle pass for. Yes, yeah, so you definitely had to have the battle pass and you that's the only way to do that one. And those dungeons, they rotate. Um, I know that last week before recording this, it was a, um, a grass dungeon or whatever element that was, leaf or earth, earth dungeon. And then this week it's Park. a fire dungeon i think yeah um, but it's it's a weekly rotation of which type of dungeon it is and a lot of times that will yield what you get or that will show what you get out of it for doing completing the dungeon 
Uh, they also ones? have. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Nope. Well, so they gonna... they have a bunch of bundles too, right? I mean, yes. they have a training bundle, which was ninety nine cents, gave you twenty five hundred coins and uh, one of those chests, uh, and then it just goes up, right? Training bundle two, buck ninety nine. You know, then they have bundles based off of the elements themselves, but then they even have like special deals that run anywhere from like a two dollars to like four dollars. Or yeah. the like the master bundle thing was like what fifty bucks or something ridiculous. Yeah, like that. And I think there was also like um, your dungeon avatar that you could change, and but that would cost like yeah. your aether or whatever your uh, yeah avatars orbs. and emotes. Whatever you know, you can yeah yeah your emotes, and then but you could buy some cards outright in the daily deals. Like I think there was a legendary every day that you could purchase if you wanted, and that only cost the gold coins if i remember correctly. yeah forty thousand gold coins yeah but yeah like see they're pushing you to want to purchase the currency that way you can level up your cards and to be honest like the only way you're going to have any footing like competitively and they do have tournaments by the way that, that was something in their discord that they were pinging all the time um they do like at least daily to weekly tournaments depending on like the week how it was i think uh Last week, there was like three or four tournaments that I saw going on. And I think that they were actually being produced by the, the creators of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Replayability. There is a lot of replayability in this, though. Uh, yeah, uh, because like we said, there's the dungeons, there's the arcade, or what do you call it? The arena, I mean. Uh, and then no, you, you're right. There was the arcade. Is it, but, is it arcade? Yeah. yeah uh, arcade had four different game modes in there i only touched on the um the challenges mm-hmm. yeah, and i didn't leaderboard I didn't the ones. friendly battle arena three required for the other one you can tell i clearly did not get arena three yeah and there's like multiple pvp stuff that you can do too i think there's like a ladder matches there's like your regular you know you can play against the ai or you can play against a real human there's a lot. And like if like me where I didn't even get through half of the challenges and there was like three different sets of challenges. Like the first set of challenges was just pretty easy. Just showed you how a lot of the regular card functions works. And then you had the challenges that were the legendary specific cards. And the first set of that challenge, there's usually like two to three depending on the hero because like you had one that it would show you what their abilities were and some of these heroes actually had two separate abilities like they yeah. had an active ability where if you played them a certain way it did this and then they had an ability where if they were captured this thing would happen or if they weren't captured this thing would happen and then after you did those trainings basically you had the ability to challenge those and if you beat them then you got their card but as and always then, it's like are you having fun replaying it are you having fun yeah. doing it again and again and and that's kind of where i fell off i the the variance and the depth aren't there for me and i think it's more of the the rng behind things like storybook brawl that i enjoy so much and this is more of that deck building come to the table with a pre-made deck and so it feels more static of an experience and while you're uh, unlocking cards and you can try to build and improve that deck 
that style of gameplay hasn't ever really appealed to me, and that's there, not a fault of the game, but just that style. There was style a draft of, mode, Jeff. Did you try I that did one? do it. Yeah, I did a draft mode, and I thought it was interesting because, um, and I liked that. I, I liked that element of drafting your cards, and um, what you didn't know was, what I didn't pick up at first is it presents you with two cards, and you pick one, and the other one goes to your opponent. And on the other side, your opponent is doing the same thing, sending you the other card that they don't want. And so you get eight cards, four of which you've selected and four of which the other person has rejected. I think that's cool. Uh, I really did like that mode. I didn't Um, get a chance to play that one, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's neat. And I like that element of it. Now, I think you need to spend some sort of currency to play that mode. It's kind of like the arena mode in Hearthstone. Because you're going to be able to play with high-powered cards that you maybe haven't unlocked. And I like that mode more uh, because there is that RNG element. There is the drafting element. And uh, I got totally creamed anytime I played against a human person. Yeah. Oh, one thing I didn't mention about the challenges, whenever you're facing the um, the other uh, legendaries, you your deck, whatever you go in with your pre-made deck, is actually maxed out. So all of your cards are at level four when you play those modes. So you can actually see what your deck looks like at full power. That's another thing. Um, So when you're when you level each card, they when they level, they get a plus one to every one of their sides, but they stay the same cost. So like if you have, you know, however many cards up to the cost of 20 and they're all leveled up they're all going to have plus four over anything your opponent has that's another mm-hmm. you know pay to win object of this thing yeah and i'll point at runeterra as to me the gold standard of collectible card games and how to monetize them i there's no guessing with runeterra you oh i want that card i just pay for that card i don't open a pack and maybe get what I want and probably don't. Um, so when we have Runeterra out there, it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to do a card game that wants my money, I'm going to do one where I know I'm going to get what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. And so that random element of collecting cards, while it is more true to life of what you would get playing Magic the Gathering, it's not ideal for me as someone who's spending money on digital items. Yeah, I don't think that aspect would, like, hook new players as well. It's, unless the gameplay really hooks you, you're not going to stick with this game. Yeah, and I think that's where, for me, going, like, talking about replayability is where it falls short the most. I don't feel, and I could be wrong. Like I said, I got creamed as soon as I got online. But I still don't feel like the gameplay feels like there's that much depth. It felt like there's a guessing game most of the time. Um... And it, and maybe there is depth there, but it wasn't the kind of depth that engaged me that made me see, like, so when I play, not to go back to Storybook Brawl, but when I play Storybook Brawl, on the matches I lose, I'm always, like, on the brink of having my 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 team come online. And it's like, oh, I got to play again. I know what I'm building towards now. And this just, I just don't get that. I feel like I'm just throwing cards on a table Oh, I lost. Oh, I won. And I don't feel like the strategy I'm putting into the game is actually, you know, reaping any benefits. That's well said. Yeah, I I think I kind of agree with all of that. 
lot of dead air in this one, boys. Oh, he Sorry. writes down the timestamps. Yeah, yeah, I, no, do, no. I do timestamps now. That way I can tell exactly where to cut things and where Man, to put the... How professional huh. of you now, Scott. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bundle of time. Took yeah, years makes, to get there, but... Oh, yeah. It makes, <laughs> right? it makes editing so much easier, Elliot. So Some of us have been doing almost, that since the beginning. Uh, we made almost 100 episodes, and he's just like, yeah. I'll start writing Some of us have been doing that since the start. Some of us. I don't know who. No names, but me. You don't do... Yeah. Listen, I know... Oh, I absolutely do. Does not edit. He just like. Oh, that's baloney. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. He edits himself, Jeff. That's what he (laughs) said. Well, yeah, I do edit myself out of that. No, I don't. uh, Yeah. I just, every time I listen to Tessa and Elliot argue, I'm like, why, Tessa? Why do you stick around? (sighs) All the time she says, edit this out. And it's just like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't and think I've I'm, ever course, been like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm we listening both know to I'm it old. that day. <laughs> like, oh, you great definitely job. do it on uh, Gaming Nexus. They're like, edit this out, Eddie. And you're oh, okay. yeah. And then you don't. Well, yeah. those idiots, <laughs> those idiots don't do any work. They just show up. I, they don't deserve it. Judgment. All right. So at the end of each episode, we vote on whether the game deserves our seal or not and requires a two third vote to be approved or denied. Elliot, since you're guesting today, how about you? What do you <sighs> feel? So uh, the gameplay initially kind of grabbed me i enjoyed it it didn't take long for me to feel like i needed to put money in it to like advance to do well Mm -hmm. um one of the things we didn't mention too is at the start of each match you flip a coin to see who goes first and i don't think i ever lost a coin flip which is a little weird i prefer to go second that's well going going first is a yeah Yeah, going first is a huge disadvantage yeah but Which I so I did one match against a real person and I lost the coin flip and went second and that was probably the greatest thing for me. I ended up winning. To me, that that's match. winning the coin flip. Yeah, yeah. if you get I to go so second, too. you've won. So Continue, no, you're fine. And so it just like I said, I I like I like the initial aspect of the game. You know, I, I'm not a big Rivals of Aether fan at all. I actually didn't know that this was a spinoff of a different game altogether until yeah. I started, like, looking it up for this week. Um, so, you know, if you slapped Pokemon on this and got rid of some of the free-to-play aspects, would I enjoy this more? Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. You know, but it, it, it doesn't slap the free, it doesn't slap you around with like, hey, buy this, buy this currency or do this. But it's there and it's very obvious it's there, right? It's like one of the four even like pillars that you can choose from in the, on the gameplay screen. Right. And the fact that you look at the pricing for that stuff just itself necessitates that it's like pay to win, right? When you can drop, when you it can easily drop $50 and it wants you to. To give you all this currency, it automatically just kind of turns me away from it. So I wanted to like this. I liked this for the first three or four days that I played it, you know, casually before I would head to bed. But like after three or four days, I was kind of already done with it. Right. It had already worn its welcome out. Mm -hmm. So as much as I want to say yes, I'm going to say no. So it's not going to get my seal. All right. Jeff, how about yourself? Um. Yeah, I I think everybody knows it. That's listen. I think the pixel art's really nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so too. We didn't mention uh, that it, at all. Like you said, it's based off of Rivals of Ether, which is a Smash clone or yeah. a heavily inspired Smash clone. Brothers style game. Uh, that's nowhere so like near as good. No, I would Brawlhalla put Brawlhalla <laughs> above Rivals uh, personally. 
Um, but like I said, it's just the gameplay. There isn't enough there to hook me and bring me back. And I and yes, I probably if I look back in the catalog, I've probably given worse games my seal. Uh, but I'm turning over a new leaf. That's right. and, and I'm going to be a little more stingy. And I'm going to say I'm not going to give this my seal because, frankly, it, my new rule of thumb is, am I going to delete this as soon as the podcast is over? And yeah, I am because I'm not going to touch this game again. So it does not get my seal. I really like the callback to games like Triple Triad and the uh, Skystone game. And I think there's like one other game that, it, but I never got to actually play that one. It, it feels familiar to me. I always enjoyed those. The AI is pretty decent. Like I, like I said, I only did the one match against a real person, but mainly because I felt that my deck wasn't going to be good enough to go up against a real person. Cause I've only been playing this for, what uh five six days or so total mm -hmm. and i definitely don't have the cards powered up to the point where i'm gonna go head to head with anybody and and really do very well i did however get you know placed up against somebody who was a very similar level as me and i destroyed that person probably because i had leveled a lot of my cards but yeah i i do enjoy it i enjoy the gameplay um it is gonna get my seal However, that's not enough to get it to be budget arcade approved. Um, we do have some commentary on this. Oh, my goodness. What happened? They hey, I can read that first one for you. I don't want to read that second one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm going to abbreviate <laughs> West, it. Westy, my gosh, my, my dude. Where is it? Commentary channel. You act like I've never been on this Discord before. Well, so the first one comes to us from uh, MTG oh, Peddler. I just pulled it up. Yeah, that's why I said I got the first one. I got the first one, dude. I got the first one for you, bro. So uh, MTG Peddler says, I would start off by saying Creatures of Aether does a lot right in the free-to-game uh, play space. This game offers very fun gameplay. I think Final Fantasy VIII Triple Triad, a great retro look that will immediately take you back to the late 90s, a killer soundtrack, and offers a true free-to-play feel. In my several hours of playing the game, I never once felt like I was forced to spend money on the game to advance. And at the same time, aren't you assaulted? you aren't assaulted after every round with a 30-second ad. Uh, where the game falls short for me, and I am nitpicking, no matter what time of day I play, East Coast USA, uh, I would never get paired with another human player, so I was strictly playing against the AI. Uh, also, and I must be the luckiest person alive with coin flips, since my countless rounds, I have yet to lose one. Uh, and in the game, going first is a disadvantage since your opponent can react to your moves. Uh, those are my extremely minor gripes about the game. Overall... If you're looking for a fun, challenging game that's legit free to play with a great retro-looking uh, sound, uh, you literally can't go wrong with uh, Creatures of Aether. So download it, and maybe I can get paired with an actual human opponent. So to talk about the pairing, um, if you do join their Discord, they have a ping system where they're like, anybody who's like online trying to find somebody else to play with, they will ping out for everybody to go on and they can do casuals or you can try to pair up at the same time. So there is that in the um, the uh, community of Creatures of Aether. Well, that's nice. You should not have to do that for your game. No, I agree. But I mean, you know? a lot of small-time games like this, they yeah. need to do something to facilitate that. I mean, they seem to have a fairly decent-sized player base, but not so large that you're going to get a opponent every time you try to queue up. So, 
Sit Personally, back. Westy, I want to thank you for emailing <laughs> us. I, I genuinely, genuinely do appreciate the engagement. Having said that, I will begin. Creatures of Aether Review by Westy. I'm a big fan of battle card type games. Having played Hearthstone since it you, released. You to, he's from the UK. You have to use a British accent. Oh, he is. Oh, also, WWE Supercard super <laughs> back in the earlier days. But I also grew up during the times of the NES and Super Nintendo were launched. So playing a game like Creatures of Aether and its retro vibe took me down a nostalgic <laughs> walk to the past. And its retro looking like characters and combat style. What I liked. First of all, what hits you when installing yeah, like the game is the music. Yeah, the Beatles, as all four Beatles. You're gone, you've become all four Beatles at a different time. As mentioned before, if you... Oh, um, as mentioned before, <laughs> if you want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, then the music to hit this game... I've done, to Dude, you're not game, even close to being halfway done. All the right <laughs> notes. I found myself not playing the game and just having the music running in the background. The game itself, I probably clocked up about eight hours of play. So not enough to really build my card decks to full potential. <laughs> as I wanted to try out as many in-game modes as I could. The tutorial is very easy to follow and sets you up with the basic understanding of the gameplay. If you're 8 to 60 years of age, this game is easy to pick up. Oh, he's only halfway through. Not even. <laughs> Set aside some time. Grab some rum, you hearties. Once you've got through the initial tutorial, you get a decent amount of starter cards, and you get to choose a rival card, which is like your super ability card. There is also four elemental style rival cards to choose from. Fire, water, earth. Air and heart, <laughs> which have their own special ability. I do recommend having a practice run with each rival as once you select one, the arcade mode. Oh, no. To, no, as you select one to keep, that's your main card. Yeah, You're able to change go. later in the game, but I never got that far to check. Yeah. The arcade mode is fun. You get to do challenges. <laughs> Which can, which you can help in more on different and more advanced ways to play the game. So again, recommended playing them as you do <laughs> unlock more cards and resources will help you in the game. Cool, we're halfway I through, boys. Love the dungeon <laughs> mode and spend a lot of my playtime in this mode. I'm offending everyone in the UK. You have to take on. Different AI mobs and work your way through the dungeon till you reach the boss at the end. Also unlocking chests, which give you epic time. As for the difficulty level goes, it depends. Some battles you will oh, breeze good. through, but some you will find yourself praying to the card gods. <laughs> oh, God of cards. Why smite me so? No, why? Well, don't go off, Mike. Don't, don't ad-lib. Come on. That the AI does not put a card on the spot you have to be keeping an eye on, but normally they do. 
Which is not a bad thing. It just adds to the strategy side of the game, which I prefer. As progress, the battles do become harder, and it's worth binge playing your favorite deck to raise the ranks up. But it's pretty normal procedure in a battle card game. Pay to win in the game. This is a long one. Pay to win. And in-game purchases are there, but unlike other free-to-play games, they don't heavily force having you buy packs or battle passes down your throat. And playing via the PC, there were no 30-minute cooldowns or adverts popping up, which was refreshing. Overall, for the initial eight hours of gameplay, I really enjoyed the game. But my only real gripe at this stage was you always win the coin toss to go first when playing the game, which I found annoying, as going second could give you a better advantage. But I won more games than I lost, so it wasn't much of an issue. Oh, that's it. For a free-to-play game and a nostalgic and begging soundtrack, I would give this a good 7.5 out of 10, and will probably get a few more hours in, but would recommend this game to anyone looking. Get into easy-to-play battle card genre. Bravo, Jeff. Bravo. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, we're still recording? Oh, you stopped? <laughs> All right, back from the top. <laughs> Rivals of Ether from Westy. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I'm a big fan of battle card yeah. type game. <laughs> what was Having game? played Hearthstone since it released, and also WWE Supercard back in its <laughs> earlier days. But I grew out right. Well, okay. if you want to get us on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Budget Arcade. Check what us out. It? on. Hey, hey, what game did you want us to play next? Oh, I'll get to that on Facebook.com slash Budget Arcade, BudgetArcade.com. Don't forget, uh, TikTok and Twitch is at Budget Arcade Podcast. Next week, Elliot's going to want to come back because we're playing an auto battler, which is easily his favorite genre. The worst right? part about the auto battlers is I think I was the one that suggested the very first one. It's your it, fault. It, it but is. But this one, I played this one. It's a little bit different. It's actually kind of nifty. Anyway, I don't want to tip my hand, but listen to the name of this game, Elliot. It's called Super Auto Pets. Oh, boy. It's available on Steam. I don't know about where else, but. I think it's on Android and iOS. It would fit well, I would think, but it, it runs on a tin can. No, it shows that it's on on Android. I know that much, so I believe it's on mobile as well as Steam. Awesome. All right, if you want to help support the show, you can always join our Patreon at patreon.com slash budgetarcade. Our music is provided by Stimmage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. Uh, Elliot, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, you can listen to uh, I have two podcasts. I got Tessa and Elliot Argue, of course. Uh, where my wife and I uh, and our now friend Michelle join us pretty regularly to discuss the news of the week in hilarious terms. Uh, I also have a gaming podcast that I started at uh, the Gaming Nexus show is what it's called. Uh, but I also write uh, at GamingNexus.com, which uh, you can see all my writings there as well, too. So Overall, for the first initial eight hours of gameplay, I really And game it. on.
Imagineville Podcast Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 